The following podcast contains mature language and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Lou Machine. With me is Mr. Fix It. And today we're going to talk about Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumanium, brother. The <laughs> Quantumaniacs, brother. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, do yeah. drugs. No, that's uh that's Randy Savage. No, that's, that's Randy Savage. You're doing Randy Savage, not Hulk Hogan. Okay. WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. The Hulkamaniacs. Instead of doing Quantumaniacs. Oh, uh, I got you. I got yeah. you. I got you. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> okay. How did you see Quantumanium? At the movie theater. Uh, that's cool. How how packed was your theater? Uh, you saw it Friday? Uh, Friday or Saturday? Yeah, I saw, Friday? Yeah, I saw it Friday. Um, I'd say it was pretty packed. I'd say about mm, 80, 85% full. You? I saw it Sunday matinee, and it was probably 85% full. I mean, we're talking like a 12.30 showing, so it was it was pretty early. And I went to, uh, I believe my showing was like a 9.50, and it was still pretty packed. For yeah, it was pretty late. And I, was pretty- and I know most of the theaters that I looked at through the day, because, you know, we're trying to find that, that sweet spot sitting in the middle. All that was sold, like, pretty fast. So when I say 85, I mean, like, only the outskirts were open still. Right, right. The seats nobody wants. Right, right, right. Sure. Yeah, it was same here. So when I say, like, 75, it was that front row. Those front couple rows weren't full and, like, some spotty seats yeah. in the rest of it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, it was probably – I'm probably not giving it enough credit. There's probably more than that. Um, okay, hey, man. Uh, have you read – I'm doing the full Diablo Frank. Have you oh, read any God. Kang shit? You read any Kang shit? Uh yeah like i know who kang is okay like, that's like, a, you like know what the Mar- huh. Th- that's actually uh i would challenge that you probably don't actually know who kang is because i think kang might be the most confusing fucking character in comic book history <laughs> to be honest with you i, don't, I mean I, like did you read uh what is it carlos pacheco who did um avengers that's, forever i think that's boozyak wasn't it yeah it sounds like a boozyak joint yeah, um, I did read Avengers then, where Carlos Pachenko was doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was a uh, uh, Kurt Busiek, Roger Stern, drawn by in your face. Carlos Pacheco. In your rest, face. rest in peace, Carlos Pacheco. I'm not in your. Fa- I wasn't arguing with you. I said it sounded right. The fuck is wrong All with right. you? So when did that come out? Ninety-eight. I think this was one of the last like comic book miniseries I ever bought was Avengers Forever. Before I started phasing out of comic books, I don't remember jack shit from it other than. I think even reading it in the time, I'm like, what? Because there's, you know, there's 50 Kangs. Yeah. And they're going all over the place. So I, I wish I could say that I, I don't remember fucking anything Avengers Forever. Uh, but that's probably the most Kang uh, exposure I had. But I don't remember any of it. Honestly, so you too? I don't either. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. I really don't remember anything. All, all I know is he's, I he's, Ra- artwork. he's Ramatut. He's Immortus. He's... Um, Kang, Kang. The future. There's like, like a million. Future. And then, of course, he appeared in Loki. This was his his debut was Loki, right? All right. So I'm going to read a, a recap of this movie. And so we don't have to sit here and uh, have some awful stream of consciousness bullshit. All right. Here we go. All right. 
During her days of entrapment in the quantum realm, Janet Van Dyne, Janet Van Dyne encounters Kang, an exiled traveler who claims that they both they can both escape from the realm if she can help build his multiversal power core. After they manage to repair it, Janet sees a vision of Kang conquering and destroying the entire timeline. Kang reveals he was exiled by his own variants out of fear, which drives Janet to turn on him. Outmatched, Janet uses her Pym particles to enlarge the power core and render it unstable. In present day, after a battle for Earth, Scott Lang has become a successful memoirist. This is from Wikipedia, people. Uh, and has been happily living with his girlfriend, Hope Van Dyne. Scott's now teenage daughter, Cassie, has become a political activist, resulting in her uh, spending some time in jail before being bailed out by her father. While visiting Hope's parents, Hank Pym and Janet and Cassie revealed that she's been working on a device that can make contact with the condom realm. Hey, hold on one second. Time out. Time out. Time out. My apologies. My kids were screaming like maniacs. Uh, okay. Quantum realm. Upon learning this, Janet panics and forcibly shuts off the device. Uh, but the messages received, resulting in a portal that opens and pulls the five of them into the quantum realm. Scott, Cassie are found by natives who are rebelling against their ruler. While Hope, Janet, and Hank explore a sprawling city to get answers. Hope, Janet, and Hank meet with Lord Krylar, a former ally of Janet's who reveals that things have changed since she left. And that he is now working for Kang who is now the realm's ruler. The three are forced to flee in steel Krylar's ship. The Langs are told that the rebel leaders, Generetta and Janet's involvement with Kang are, is directly responsible for his rise to power. The rebels soon come under attack by Kang's forces led by Modok, who is revealed to be Darren Cross, having survived his apparent death at Scott's hands. That would be from Ant-Man number one. He was a uh, yellow jacket. Call back. Call back. The Langs are taken to Kang, who demands that Scott help get his power core back or he will kill Cassie. Scott is taken to the core's location, shrinks down, and nearly drowns in a sea of variants himself. But Hope arrives and helps him acquire the power core. However, Kang reneges on his deal, captures Janet, destroys the ship with Hank on it. After being rescued by his aunts, who were also pulled in the quantum realm earlier in the movie, rapidly uh, evolve, who have rapidly evolved and become hyper-intelligent, Hank helps Hope and Scott as they make their way to Kang. Cassie rescues Generetta and... Uh, they commence an uprising against Kang and his army. During the fight, Cassie appeals to Cross's character, which convinces him to turn sides and fight Kang, uh, though it costs him his life. Janet fixes the power core. As she, Hank, Hope, Cassie jump through a portal home, Kang attacks Scott, nearly beating him to submission. Hope return, returns, and together with Scott, they destroy the power core and knock Kang into it, causing him to be pulled into oblivion. Cassie reopens the portal and uh, on her end, for Scott and Hope to return home, as Scott happily resumes his life, he begins to rethink what he has told, was told about Kang's death being the start of something terrible happening, but he brushes it off. In a mid-credit scene, the numerous variants of Kang meet to discuss the Conqueror's death and plan their uprising. Concerned by their increasing interest in the multi, con- concerned by their increasing interest in the multiverse by the heroes of Earth six one six and a post. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was into that sentence. I read that really fucking weird. I apologize. Uh, the Kangs are all worried that uh, the Avengers are touching the multiverse so quickly. Uh, in a post-credit scene, Loki and Mobius spot another Kang variant named Victor Timely in the 1900s, which is setting up Loki season two. Okay, so Mr. Fixit, what did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Quantumania, 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 Anium. Quantum. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Okay. I liked it quite a bit. Tell, Way tell me than more. It's just you and me. Tell me more about it. Um. I mean, what do you want to know? Like, um, <laughs> I mean, what do you okay, wait, wait, okay, because because uh, okay, you keep thinking about that. Okay. I had um, Chat GPT write me a synopsis of the movie. Now, Chat GPT's knowledge 
cuts off in September. So the movie was not out yet, but it gave me like a recap of like the actors and stuff. The film is a third installment in Ant-Man's franchise, and it will once again feature Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, The Wasp, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer are also set to reprise their roles as Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, respectively. In addition, Catherine Newton has been cast in the role of Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter. Jonathan Majors will play Kang the Conqueror, a time-traveling villain who is expected to be a major antagonist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Ugh, how was that? Okay. I'll put that at the beginning or leave it right where it is because I don't give a shit. Um, so, okay, well, uh, so you definitely – okay, we all seem to unanimously not stand Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? Yeah. Like, I, the I second not, one was bad. It was so bad. It was, it was awful. I, I don't oh. know why it's not ranked lower. I don't understand what people see in that movie that's good. Um, it's, 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 nothing, it's a nothing movie in a Marvel Cinematic Universe where everything's supposed to be, like, clicked together. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing. But uh, but so, yes, it's a low bar to clear when you say Quantumania is better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, well, at, at the time, that was my least favorite Marvel movie until uh, Th- Love and Thunder came out. Right. So it, yeah. just moved, it just moved up a bracket. That's it. But not not a didn't raise the bar or anything. It's just you and me on this podcast, dude. You got to keep fucking talking. What, so <laughs> what, what do you like about it? You can't just say okay. you said in a text. Let me read this text. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. You said. Enjoyed it. No, that is not what you said. That I is not what you said. Know. Oh my gosh. Fryhole sent so many pictures. There's so many pictures, Fryhole. I'm scrolling forever. I mean, dick pics, right? You said, I really, <laughs> you said, I really, really enjoyed Ant Man. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was, it got fucking weird really fast. I'm glad that they didn't stretch out on the Earth plane so long. Like, we really got into the, the uh, microverse pretty fast. You had all these. I mean, I, I really liked how fucking weird that, that weird little creature that wants a hole in it. The houses are fucking sentient and they fired lasers out of their hands. And you had all these different races. I thought that was really cool. And it got weird fast. I was kind of disappointed with Bill Murray because he seemed kind of a throwaway character. Like he just kind of showed up and was kind of a nothing. It was just kind of a setup for them to run and get a ship. I mean, they didn't advertise he was even in the movie, so I don't know if you can really. No, I remember hearing about him. They made a big deal about it. They didn't make a big deal. He wasn't in any trade. Bill Murray was in no trailers. There was one trailer with him that showed his face. Uh, I remember they were doing like, who is this character in the Marvel Universe? You should know before you go to see the movie. And I'm like, no, that's you you watching YouTube bullshit. They did not hype up. He wasn't like the the Grandmaster from Spar. you might have seen a flash of his face that said Bill Murray was in it, but it was like uh, his appearance in um, Zombieland. You know what I mean? He he's just like yeah. guest appearance by Bill Murray. I, I didn't really care. I thought it was funny he was there. Um, I don't think now, they knocked the film for not utilizing Bill Murray enough. Oh no no no! I'm not knocking it for it. I just you know it. it I mean I I appreciate the pacing of it. They they didn't sit around and bullshit too long. Like they could have sat there and dragged on about oh you know she did this and they just. They moved along. You knew something was fucked up during the whole movie because everybody, the way they react to her. And I like the fact that Bill Murray was like, oh, yeah, I was banging your wife while she was here for 30 years because she had needs. And fucking Hank's like, well, you know, I went on a date once, too. You know, it didn't work out because she wasn't Jew, baby. I thought, OK, that's kind of cute. Like, you know, that was fun of the movie. Um, but for the most part, I mean, like I said, I thought the movie was really I really did enjoy it. I really, really did. It was fun. It was weird. Cassie got on my nerves really fast. That fucking kid got on my nerves fast. She just seemed really whiny half the time. Or is that just me? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. 
I'm not going to tell you what I thought, but uh, yeah, she was kind of whiny. She looks weirdly like uh, what's her name? Um, Johnny Depp's chick that beat him up. What's her name? Amber Heard. She oh, looks. <laughs> I thought for sure. I'm like, she's got to be Amber Heard's little sister or something, and she's not. I mean, she was even making the same sort of like head wiggle size that uh, Amber Heard does. It is so weird. I was like, I, I was not hearing a lot of what she was saying because I was like, geez, I was like, she's got to be Amber Heard's sister. I got to make a mental note to look this up. I do not believe that she is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not. Um, but for the most part, I said, now I, I, I've asked a couple of friends of mine because they've seen it as well. I like Modoc. I liked his. I liked the way he looked. The only, only gripe I had is I wish he had the, the, uh, eye, the white eyes, the no pupils, which I'm used to from the comics. Probably my only gripe. Yeah, you know, I had seen some weird articles about how people were upset at the way it looked. He looked. Yeah. And I was like, Modoc is bizarre looking. What do you mean you didn't like the way he looked? I thought CG was maybe a little off, but I think that was just the bad CGI that is now the Marvel Universe. Um, he's a big head. What's the problem? And I thought with the armor on, he actually looked pretty good. Um, I, I, and I All the weapons were really cool. I didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we went a little too far with the dick jokes. At one point, there's a lot of dick jokes. It seemed like for a good five, ten minutes. Uh, but yeah, to each their own. Yeah. I, uh, so wait, did you, well, you thought the movie was fun. Did you think it was funny? There were a lot of jokes in the movie. Yeah. Uh, as uh, are they. I, the Ant-Man really films like, are all jokey. I, I really do like Scott Lang. Like in the beginning, you know, he's just kind of living his life. He's 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 like his 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 desire is not to go. How do you say it? Like, he doesn't have a drive to be a hero. He just, he happened to be there. He happened to do it. And he's fucking resting on that. Like, he's riding that fucking wave everywhere. Um, you know, he, he loves bringing up the fact he's an Avenger, like, immediately. Uh, I mean, it, he's fun. But he's just a fun kind of... Uh, that's the first five minutes. Of, that's the first five minutes of the movie. What about the rest of the movie? What do I mean? I mean, did you think it was, did you think the movie was funny? They're, they did a, this was a very jokey movie. Lots of oh, jokes. Yeah. It, was, it was very... Um, uh, well, I'm not going to tip my hand. It, there were lots of jokes the whole time. I kind of missed that they didn't have Luis pop out. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, nowhere to be found. Right? Well, yeah, it was he, weird because, like, those dudes were at the premiere. Like, his really? his other uh, – who's his other uh, – uh, all, all the – yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys were all at the premiere because Bob Layton uh, was – put it up on his Instagram because apparently they uh, they wouldn't let that dude into one of the last premieres. And Layton had to go, like, vouch for him to security to let him in. So they were all like, hey, it's what? you, you know. Yeah, but so they were at the premiere, but none of those dudes were in the movie. I had no idea they weren't going to be in the movie at all. That's crazy. I didn't know that either. I mean, maybe they cut them out. Like you said, they, they go to the quantum realm within the first ten, five, ten minutes of the movie. I mean, it yes. feels, feels that way. I mean, they are straight in, no messing around well, in the rest of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, the 100%. Yeah. And I do appreciate that, that the movie's moving quick. It's it, it's not dragging. Like, you know how you know how that tends to – I hate to say that with some Marvel films, they do kind of drag a little bit. Um this one was quick. We got to the multiverse. You find out real quick that now. What did you think of uh, Kang? Um. So okay. Well, I mean, I'll, okay. Let me give you my opinion okay. of this movie. I thought this movie was like a solid D plus. What? Like complete. Uh, okay. Not an F. Not a D. Maybe a C minus. Um. Because Mr. Fixit, you have to understand, this is the first film of Marvel Phase Five. Yes. Okay. This is the first film of Marvel. Did they clear anything up? Do you have any? Do you have any clue? What What is Kang's motivation? He wants to be the last one standing. See, okay, that's what, the thing. Right. Well, I, what about I, the other? What about the? But the other Kangs? But the other Kangs are all working together. 
my understanding is that when you watch, and that's the only kind of thing I think that sucks is they kind of dragged in Loki, is the Kang, who, who, he who is last, I think that's this Kang is going to turn into. Okay, Because he's going to okay. be the last one. But they didn't tell us that, right? No, but I kind of right. piece that together. So I'm watching, I'm like, well, no, 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 no. He's the last one. You're no, you're no prizing it is what you're doing. <laughs> you're kind of you're no prizing the film. OK, so they already this movie does no explanation of Kang at all. There is zero Kang explanation. You had to have watched Loki. They are 100 percent betting you of watching Loki. Watched have you have watched Loki season one. Correct. Correct. Right. Right. Th- there's point. Right. Yeah. I wasn't so, a fan of that. So now the MCU film is leaning on the TV show. OK. Yeah, and then you kind of go through the whole movie and they continue to keep he keeps, well, something really bad's going to happen. You 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 don't want you need to get me out of here because something bad's going to happen. But I'm such a bad guy. But you got or something bad. Right. So there's continuing to be this foreshadowing and the foreshadowing yes. never comes to fruition at the end of the movie. And the, that mid credit scene does not count that there's just more Kangs because we've known there's more Kangs. OK, this isn't yeah. the this isn't, you know, Ronin. And Thanos popping up at the end. This, it's not like that. That is not what happened in this movie. This movie only to set up the final stinger, which got the most gasps in the theater, was when they showed Loki and Mobius uh, watching the other variant of Kang, whatever his name is, Timely. Uh, yeah. I heard more people like, yay, for Loki season two. And that's where this movie is doing something that I don't understand. Why is the MCU film setting up tv shows you know what i mean this should have been the disney plus series for what should have been loki one the movie and loki two the movie you should have had this disney plus series that is quantumanium in the middle okay quantumania i'm gonna continue to get this name i apologize this felt like a tv show where nothing is set up nothing is really answered just a bunch of shit happens for you to get excited about the movie that is actually loki two but it's going to be on disney plus do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would even go so far as to say the special effects in Loki one were better than this movie. The, and I, I would say it with a caveat. All right. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. Some of it goes from looking really, really good to looking really, really bad. But it's it's just like uh, Wakanda Forever, where the whole final scene is a is shot, shot on a studio lot green screen. This whole movie, because like you said, 10 minutes into the movie, they are out of Earth. <laughs> they're out of an actual room and they're in a green screen. Uh this movie is probably an hour and 50 minutes in a green screen. Um, and some of it looks good, but some of it looks kind of bad. Uh, whereas, like, so Loki had a plot. There was, like, a beginning, middle, and, a, and an end that sets up something. This I just felt like this movie had no beginning, middle, and end. It was just Scott Lang's got a book. Scott Lang done a bunch of shit in the quantum realm. And at the end, Scott Lang's just back to being Scott Lang touting his book. Like nothing happens in this movie, and over the course of the movie, we don't nothing pays off. There's no foreshadowing of a we already like okay. There's more Kangs. That's not Thanos, you know, uh, grabbing you know grabbing an Infinity Gauntlet or turning around. It it is like the it's like a wet fart that the stinger is just a bunch of Kangs. Like okay, (laughs) there's no they just whipped the guy who was supposed to be into the one and they kicked his ass like Wasp and Ant Man whipped his ass. Uh, yeah. So then really what I started to think this movie, this movie kind of became Ragnarok 2, where the quantum realm just became Sakaar 
where there's fucking people there and there's like whole societies and races of people. There's no explanation of how all these people got. Are they getting trapped there? No, they're coming through the devil's anus and getting trapped. That's what it is. They're getting banished to the quantum realm. Yeah. So now the quantum realm is, is fucking Sakar. You've got Bill Murray who's playing like a eh, like a wannabe uh, grandmaster slash Kang is the grandmaster. Uh, and then probably the dumbest thing in this whole movie, Mr. Fix-It. Why the most contrived bullshit ever? Okay, And this may be the biggest flub that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has made in all of these films. And I'm not at all trying to be uh, shocking by saying this. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, they were constantly – at the end of that movie, they're like, we're doing shit in the quantum realm, right? Weren't they like mining yeah. it or some shit out of there? Was Michelle Pfeiffer upset about that? Was Janet Van Dyne upset that they were going to just be fucking around in the quantum realm? No, they weren't fucking around. She didn't give a shit they were fucking around. She was helping them get back to the quantum realm. Now you're telling me the very first fucking five minutes of the next movie, she's so terrified of the quantum realm, she like starts smashing Cassie's machine that she's made to map out the quantum realm because he who cannot be named is living down in the quantum realm. And she never told him about it. And then once they get sucked into the quantum realm, they ask her 50 times, why are you so scared? What's going on? And she just goes, I'll explain later. We got to get to Scott and Cassie. Like, what? Is this the stupidest shit in almost any of these movies, dude? It is so dumb. Just Can you just explain what's going on? You had to wait 45 minutes for her to get everybody into a room to actually explain what's going on with Kang. What, when she was perfectly fine going into the quantum realm in the last Ant-Man movie. We're not talking about how she made a comment in Infinity or in uh, Endgame, right? So that's not yeah. really an Ant-Man franchise film, so they kind of flubbed up there. No, it was in Ant-Man 2 where if you're watching the three, one after another after another, she was perfectly fine with the quantum realm to the next movie. She's got PTSD and can't even talk about it and needs ketamine treatment to get over her. Freaking <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean, dude? It, yeah. I was just like, what are you – this is the worst – I thought they had this shit planned out. And now I'm like, they obviously didn't have any of this stuff planned out. I uh, have never been less confident that they know what the hell they're doing. So phase four, I was trying to be like, well, this is the the purgatory phase where they're just getting everything set up for the phase five where they're going to do – like they have the high phase with Thanos. They do a low phase to get everything reset, and they're going to go back up. And fa- no, I don't even have a fucking clue what they're doing with this shit, dude, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think they're just puking movies out. Um because that detail was so fucked up. That is so, – Kang – like it's like if Thanos had been trapped in the uh, in the quantum realm and Janet Van Dyne was in one movie cool with going down there and the next one was like, oh, I forgot to tell you about Thanos, but I can't tell you about it. it it's so stupid. Uh, that was, I'm thinking about them, I'm like, she, why is she so – and then they kept asking her. You know, a lot of these movies they don't ask because they don't want the – they're trying to stretch out the suspense. So the characters won't actually ask. Like, hey, what's going on in this movie? Yeah. They actually they like asked her, hey, why don't you explain why we're hiding from ships scanning everywhere? I can't talk about it. Uh, we just got to. No, they asked her like three or four times. And, and that's when I was just like, this movie's dumb. And I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because I saw I was getting some pretty rough reviews. Uh, but once yeah. I got through it, I was just like, this movie's just now again. There's some dumb criticisms like the Modoc criticisms. Yeah. Uh, who care? Who cares? Who fucking cares? Like, wh- wh- when did Modoc become some 
staple canon that we all have to honor. And you know who cares? Like, yeah, they they shrunk. Uh, um, they shot Darren. They shrunk Darren down. I thought he looked a little weird, but for the most part, I had no. That was the least of the problems with this movie was the the Darren. I kind of like when they found him and he had like the little arms and legs and just they're putting him in some kind of fucking liquid gel and. But that, but that's how he it. shrank. But he, that's how he shrank in Ant Man One. Like that was actually yeah. like a continuity. His body all shrunk up around the head, weirdly, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And the other thing was like, what was up with all the Star Wars shit? I, I I'd seen that there was some criticisms that there was some Star Wars stuff, and I'm like, what? Are they? Oh, they're just saying that because Marvel and Star. That whole desert scene where um, Janet cuts Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. cuts that aliens dude's arms off, and then he sucks the knife in and hands it back, and they hug each other because they're like friends from years and years ago. All of that shit was Star Wars. There was even the the sand guys. Um, who were the dudes in the, the that were scrapping the droids on? Uh, uh, the, the, oh, the Jawas. The Jawas, there were like Jawas there, and they were wearing the slit eye masks. And I'm like, this is like 100% Star. Like, they, they was this supposed to be like an Easter egg, like a knock, like hey, wink, wink. We've got Star Wars too, because like that yeah. entire scene, they just they copied Star Wars, dude. It was like unbelievable. Like, I I there was like Star, yeah, they were showing like Star Wars characters. Uh, and I was just, so before I was like, I don't get the the criticism, but uh, after that, it was like, wow, that is 100%. You're just Aped a bunch of Star Wars designs for that whole segment. Um, so yeah, the other thing that absolutely drove me insane. I got a few more things drove me insane. Okay, uh, other than like they they turned the quantum realm into just Sakar. They uh, yeah. that uh, Janet Van Dyne forgot to tell everybody about Kang while they were fucking around the quantum realm. The uh, that do the helmets in this movie. Okay, between Darren with his with the Modok helmet, Kang with his yeah. helmet. And all uh, Janet, uh, Cassie, no, uh, um, Hope, Scott. Cassie, and Scott. Every time they have to talk, the helmet has to come off. And then they put the helmet on to do two seconds of action, and they get knocked down, and they stand up, and then the helmet comes off to talk. And then the helmet goes back on. Dude, I'm telling you, I want to watch it again just to count the number of times a helmet goes on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off. <laughs> and it makes the same sound effect. Chuck, 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 chuck. Chuck, chuck, over and over and over again. And like you said, this movie's got a lot of action in it. And yeah. the whole time they're fighting, it's helmet on, he gets shrunk back down, helmet off, helmet back on to shoot a blast, helmet off. It, it was, there's got to be a better way. They got to do the Tony Stark inside the helmet view yeah. or something. Where, or just let them talk with the fucking helmets on. We know which one is Hope and which one is Scott. And I know they started doing this a little bit with Robert Downey Jr. towards the end of his tenure as iron man because they he was like I, i'm just put me with the dots <laughs> like i don't want to be in any more <laughs> put the dots on me so they would just have the helmet go on helmet go off helmet go on he's talking to a bad guy and he like takes his helmet off like why would you take your helmet off so it got a little normalized there but in this movie it was th- they couldn't converse with each other without taking the helmet off during a fight where they have to put the helmet back on to fight and i'm telling you man, if you ever see this movie again i'm putting this in your brain so that it ruins I'll the count. movie for you. I'll definitely count. So it ruins it for you too. You will be like, oh my God, what were they thinking? It's what hundreds, up? hundreds of helmet on, helmet off, helmet on, helmet off, helmet on, helmet off. It absolutely drove me insane. I was actually like rolling my eyes within some of the scenes where they were putting the helmets on, taking the helmets off, just to, to utter a slight phrase. It was incredible, dude. The last thing. Hold on, no, no, no. Last thing. Is Hope Van Dyne 
and Scott Lang the worst forced fucking romance you have ever seen in your life. Yeah. If you told me they were brother and sister, I would have been like, oh, yeah, they're, bro- they're like stepbrother or brother-in-laws or whatever. I would have completely f- – that's not a porn joke with the stepbrother. That's not a porn <laughs> joke. Uh, I would have completely – or a long lost brother and sister. If you would have told me that, I would have until they kissed at the end and she was like, I love you, Scott, or whatever. I was like, Oh yeah. They're a couple. I've told I like I completely forgot. Because they're it's like lifeless. And I really liked Evangeline Lily in the first movie. I cannot stand this chick now. She's like cardboard. I don't know what happened to her in these movies, but I, I've got I've got no use for her or her character. And I, I'm, I bet there's a lot of cutting room floor Evangeline Lilly in this movie because for her to share the title of the flick, she ain't in a lot. Yeah. She ain't got a lot of lines. And I'm wondering if that shit got cut out. This is like a this is a Hope Van. This is a uh, um, Janet Van Dyne, Scott Lang movie. And really, it's Hank Pym before Janet, before Hope. God, all these people. OK. Hope is by far the lead. Cassie gets more screen time than her in this movie. I mean, she and her name is on the, the title. It's incredible. And I don't think the movie's any worse off for it because I, anytime she's on the screen, I can't stand it. Like I, I'm, I'm Ooh. over it. Evangeline Lilly. I, I don't. Okay. I, I, I really liked her in the first movie. Um, but I, I think they scrapped her for a reason. I think that she's just, uh, she's milk toast in this movie. It's awful. So then, yeah, at the very end where she comes in and saves him, like when she doesn't even, and then they shoot Kang. It, <laughs> it's like whatever dude um and then the, the portal closes but you know these motherfuckers are going into the quantum realm every 15 seconds already so they just immediately they even try and tease for a second like the the person watching the movie is so dumb that we think hope and scott are going to be stuck in the quantum realm like that's what they did yeah, i thought the, the portal got closed motherfucker they go to the quantum realm every 15 seconds she's got a whole gps she built for it they're not stuck there so literally luckily five seconds later the portal opens and i'm like yeah of course they were mining shit out of the quantum realm they, don't, they know how to get there uh in fact they got a map for it now this should take two seconds to get to the quantum realm and then it literally opens I'm like, all right good but to make you i'm like did anybody really get fooled with that shit like i mean the movie's so bad you could probably think that they would forget that they can get to the quantum realm at any time. So at least they didn't forget that. Um, but yeah, anyway, that I, that's how I felt about the movie. Uh, it's just very, very bizarre. I felt this movie is setting up TV shows, which is really strange. And I don't know, um, which I look is fine. I like, I liked Loki one so much better than this movie. I actually don't hate it for that, but as a franchise, they fucking up right? as a, as a cinematic universe this is to fuck up. There's no way these uh, hundred million dollar, billion dollar aspirational movies should be setting up Disney Plus shows. And I don't know if they intended it to be that way, or the way they shot this movie, then edited it together, it, that it just kind of turned out that way, I, or they're just bad I at think doing it. I think I think that's what happened because apparently Feige came out and said that from now on the shows are going to be spaced out, so they're not kind of bunched in with the movies. Uh, and I do really wish the movies and the and the shows were a little more separated. Like I don't really, you can have them pop up in the show, but I don't want. I guess that was the thing that bothered me is I saw Loki, so I understood he who was last, so I got that. But it, the normies didn't. There was a lot of normies that didn't. The girl next to me literally thought that Warrior Chick was. Uh, what did she say? Is that a the Fast and the Furious shit? Yeah. Michelle yeah, Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. She's like, she was like, is that Michelle Rodriguez? And I'm like, is it? No, no, no that's not her. But I was for a second. So, uh, yeah, the movies don't know this. And I'm like, they're not going to get it. It's, it's going to be a little above them. You know, not trying to sound elitist or anything. 
But there's there's some yeah you have to kind of know the shows and I'm not a huge fan of that. Right. Whereas like if he was the dude from Loki, which you're still just kind of assuming. Um, yes, I'm assuming. There should have been a little like Loki recap or like what what do we? And this kind of goes back to what I'm saying about Kang. <laughs> this fucking dude is confusing. So you need to make this clear for people watching these movies, okay? They ain't got time to hit the Ohatmu and read about Immortus and uh, Rama Tut and all that. Like, like you need to, you need to boil Kang down a little bit, okay? This, and I, they're already fucking up. I mean, Loki was already a little confusing, but, but this baked in with Loki two, that's gonna head to another movie. So now you had to have watched both Loki one, this shit movie, and Loki two just to understand the next teaser for the next movie this is a mistake this is a mistake like you need to boil kang down i understand he's a very complex character that doesn't make it good okay i think people really clung to thanos because the the motivation was very clear right yes it's thanos is the mad titan he watched his planet die because of overpopulation and greediness of resources so he's gonna fix the universe and the only way to do that is collect these gemstones and do it boom that's it that's it. They're, and the Avengers are going to try and stop him from getting those stones, the MacGuffin. OK, it is so simple. This shit is going to be very difficult for people to understand without very clear, concise storytelling. And jumping between television shows and movies is not the way to do that. So I was hoping this movie was really going to be like, this is Kang. This is the guy we're afraid of. Have all the other variants of Kang get in the fucking room and talk about why he's the one bad guy. He's the one of all of us. He's the scary one because he's killing timelines or something. And it said he died at the end. So now the other kings are now up to something like what, what we don't fucking know. We don't have a fucking clue. And I, I just, I, they really, I think they really screwed up for this to be the first movie of phase five. They fucked up. Um, that's my, I don't know. That, that's how I felt watching the movie though. I was really hoping to get more foundation. There is no foundation in this movie. This is not a foundation of phase five of Marvel. It's more phase four fuckery. Um, so that's, that's what I thought. And also like, what the fuck is up with Scott Lang? They're like shitting on him in the beginning. Cause he wrote a book. And like Cassie shitting on him. Cause she's like, that's all you do now is that's all you do. You beat Thanos. And now all you do is write a book. And I'm like, this does, this is forced to shit, dude. So now they're working on shit behind his back and don't want to tell him about it. Like, I thought all that was really, again, first five, ten minutes of the movie. So I thought that was not a good look. Um, like, this is this is not the Scott Lang reunited with his daughter. Now his daughter fucking hates him because all he does is sell books. Uh, and then at the very end of the movie where uh, Hank Pym quotes his book and he's like, you read my book. And he goes, every goddamn word of it. And I'm like, what? Was that supposed to be a clap moment? Well, I don't know. I thought and, – and then – where she was talking about how she was fucking Bill Murray and uh and yeah. Evangeline Lee was like, Ew, that's gross. I thought, I thought that was funny. But then but he said he didn't say I went on a couple dates. He said I did it a few times and or something like that. And I'm like, this is not good. Nobody was laughing in the movie theater. In my movie oh, theater, like fucking it got some chuckles every now and then. Modoc got more chuckles than anything else. Uh the actual jokes did not land in that movie. I told you the biggest reaction was when Loki when is when uh Loki and Mobius popped up. For the whole film, there was no cheering oh, or really? clapping. Uh, these movies usually have some cheering and clapping in it. This movie had nada, none of that stuff. 
Um, and I think that that's telling. And look, it made a bunch of money this weekend. It beat estimates yeah. or whatever, but I think that shit's going to fall through the floor. I don't think anybody <laughs> – and you don't need to see it. I think you could watch Loki 2, and it's perfectly fine. You probably watch Loki 1 and Loki 2 and go into another Marvel movie. And it's no skin off your back. Um, and I know you like the runtime. Runtime is like two hours and five minutes or something, which I would normally applaud. This movie felt yeah. two and a half hours to me. Three. I, the movie felt so long. It was so long to me. I could not believe when I checked my phone the movie had only been on for an hour and a half. I'm like, no way. We got another hour? <laughs> and then it ended up wrapping up like 30, <laughs> 45 minutes later. I was or, uh, like 30 minutes later. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this movie felt forever. Um, I guess I really enjoyed the action part. I really liked when Scott turns humongous and he's like punching the shield. And like you have that, that whole war scene. I thought, oh, that was pretty cool. Like I enjoyed that. You mean I, when, I when, was- when Ant-Man leads the uprising against the – yeah, you just like Ragnarok? Yeah, I, again, this was totally Ragnarok light. It was it was like a bad Ragnarok copy. I'll just go watch Ragnarok again. But I mean, I get you. Uh, it was all action. So if you're just sitting there chilling, you want to watch an action movie. There's a lot of action in this movie. Uh, but this is, I went into this thinking this is movie one of phase five after they fucked around in the last phase. And uh, I, I really wish I would have just watched Loki again and not even seen this movie. <laughs> To be honest with you, uh, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I really didn't. I didn't really walk in with like, oh, this is Phase Five. Let's let's get rid. I just we're gonna go see it. I I feel like some of these movies are right, like echoes of the past phase. Yeah, but this Maybe is not. We should be moving. No, yeah, this is should, this, this is introducing on to, Loki is the thing. New characters. Yeah, like, but Kang Gal- is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Guardians of the Galaxy should be ending. Ant Man should have been like all these movies. Cap ended. Iron Man and all that should end, and you should have a new phase, new stories with new characters. That's that's kind of what I thought. I thought this was going to be honestly. I thought Hank Pym was going to die. I thought there was going to be this cool scene where like he becomes larger than even than Scott, and he dies or he dies some heroic way. And I was like, that'd be kind of cool. Like that's what I was expecting to see, and I was like, huh, I don't want to see that man for. Like these movies should come to an end. Thor, Love, Love and Rocket, or Love and Thunder showed that to me. Like, you should end the series, and it start Ex- with some except, other Except, no, I'm, I'm with you, except that if Ant-Man died, Cassie's the new Ant-Man. So now we're going to see Ant-Man 5 with Cassie, or Ant-Man 4, like, and that, I don't think anybody wants that. No. no I don't think anybody wants to see. I think she's annoying. Nobody wants to see Hawkeye's daughter as the new Hawkeye. Nobody wants to see Thor's daughter as the new Thor movie lead. Nobody yeah. wants Nobody wants to see any of that. So I, I get what you're saying, that it's some sort but it should be wrapping up the whole universe to start fresh so that we can tell yeah, new, let's recast yeah. Iron Man and tell a new Iron Man story. Let's recast Black Panther, tell a new Black Panther story. Let's recast Captain America, tell new Captain America stories. Instead, we're on these like fume second generation things yes. that I don't think are well, going to pan out. It goes for the past. I really want, I want to see the X-Men finally done. I want to see the Fantastic Four finally done. I'd I like think to that we're going to, we're going to have to. Avengers maybe. Nah, who cares about West Coast, Avengers. West Coast Avengers? Well, I think we're going to have to get through this whole phase to get to the broken multiverse where they can introduce X-Men and Fantastic Four. It's going to be the back end of this. We've got several, several, several movies um, before we're going to get to that, which is why I was just I like, man, this is not, not not to, not, you know, not to go, you know, to bite off DC, but do a West Coast Avengers and make it like Suicide Squad, a bunch of fuck ups that are funny and goofy and don't. Make it. Not all of them make it, but don't call it Suicide Squad. You know, it's the West Coast Avengers. They're not. The- no, West Coast Avengers only works if, if within your universe you still have the actual Avengers, and they're all they're all dead and gone, right? Um, so 
yeah, I mean, nobody wants to see a bunch of second-rate Avengers unless they at occasional, on occasion interact with the actual Avengers. And that, that's why you know, see people get all geeked that, ooh, they're going to cast Henry Cavill as uh, – we may have said this in another podcast. They're going to cast I Henry said, Cavill as, as uh, Hyperion. And then make him right. No, I've heard that theory. Except that if he fights the Avengers, it's Paul Rudd, uh, War Machine, and uh, Anthony Mackie is Captain America, right? And I, I really don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. People are picturing Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth. Those guys are not. They're not around anymore. They are not going to be in your next Hyperion. Uh, 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 what team is he on? My brain's. Freaking out. Oh, so, uh, I mean, uh, Supreme Squad, Squad Supreme. Squadron Supreme. When you said Suicide Squad, the the SS got me yeah. messed up. Um, yeah, the Squadron Supreme. They're not around for Squadron Supreme movie. So you need the whole thing to shut down and restart with new actors before we get to that. Because um, that ain't happening. Okay. Um, and that's where I thought this movie was going to show like a f- solid step towards. We know, look, you guys want us to reboot this stuff or we're going to do the, But this is the first step towards it. And I got nothing. I got there's a bunch of weird shit in the quantum realm they've never they've been to the quantum realm millions of times you didn't know there were people there <laughs> like like how do these people get here it doesn't matter let's just smash stuff together uh I, so I I was just really by the time I got out of it I was just like I mean it wasn't like painful to sit through they even did that thing dude like we knew the ants got sucked into the quantum realm right we yes. knew and every now and then Hank would be like oh and he'd touch his earpiece right and then in the end. When he starts calling the ants, they do the literal flashback to earlier in the movie where he was touching his ear like we didn't fucking get it the first time. Like they're the, like it's the sixth sense and they have to show us all the hints from earlier in the movie. And I'm like, bro, this isn't that deep. OK, we got it. He controls ants. We watched the ants get sucked in and they came back at the end. We got it. You didn't have to literally show well, you gotta admit, from earlier kinda, in the movie. It's kind of cool that they live like a thousand years and shit. Maybe that's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine, but I think they were thinking like, ooh, we got a twist. We better even – ooh, the, the viewers may not get it. We better actually take the clips from the movie earlier and show it in flashback. So when they watch it again later, they'll be like, oh, he was touching his ear to communicate with the ants. You mean the shit he touches to communicate with the ants in every single one of these movies? Yeah, we got it. Okay, you're <laughs> – like the, uh, uh, but that kind of goes to show that that's what, the, that's what they thought of this movie. That they thought that was going to be too difficult for people to understand, but you didn't explain any of the Kang shit. Um, ah, just really don't don't understand. Don't don't understand it. Um, but whatever, it happened. I went and saw it. That's cool. Um, what hey, what comes out next? Which movie comes out next? Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it? I hope Guardians of the Galaxy has absolutely nothing to do with Marvel Universe Phase Five except for a stinger. I don't uh, want. If it, I don't want if Adam Warlock to mention I, Kang. I don't want any. I don't want uh, Star Lord to see Kang in the Vision. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to do I, that. Honestly, I think they're going to kill Star Lord. Well, we. I we're cutting all this out. I, I don't want to go into any okay. Guardians okay. three. Uh, I mean, look, Rocket's probably going to die. I think multiple. I think multiple are going to die. I think Drax's going to die. I think Rocket's going to die. I think uh, Star Lord's going to die. Um, yeah. Go out. Go out on a hero's journey. That's fine. Um, let me see. What is it? Who is next? And man, uh, there was Guardians of the Galaxy, and then next would be the Marvels uh, or whatever. Yeah, the Marvels, and then Captain America, the Serpent Society, uh, Armored Wars, which I look actually look forward to. Is it a movie now, or is that still a Disney Plus? They're making a movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, see, but, but you see, the fact they have to flex a, a TV show into a movie means they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. They don't, they don't have a clue. They don't have this shit mapped out. If, if they're having to change that into a movie, they don't have a clue what's going on. Um, I think Infinity Gauntlet was an easy road to follow. The road after that is going to be really hard. Uh, they're trying to do fucking secret society or uh, secret wars. And they're trying to do uh, was the one where the fucking uh, scrolls took care of everybody. What was that a uh, secret invasion? invasion secret, uh, secret invasion. Like there's too many big stories and it feels like they're trying to do a bunch of them at once. And it feels like too heavy. According to Wikipedia, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, Guardians 3, The Marvels, Captain America, Thunderbolts and Blade. Oh, Thunderbolts. That's all that's, that's right. uh, um, listed for. And I don't even think Blade has even started yet. No, I don't, that one's been all sorts of messed up. Yeah, last time I heard they didn't even have a writer. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Along with Disney Plus series Secret Invasion, Ironheart, and Armor Wars later changed to a film. But they don't have the actual map updated with Armor Wars in it. Bro, they messing up, dude. They yeah. messed up. This movie sucked. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> like, I, if this was not a Marvel movie, I would have said this movie sucked. So I got to say it sucks. I got to take some of the criticism. Some of the yeah, I got to I got to give credit where credits due. They made a shitty movie here. <laughs> they had everything set up I mean, to make a shitty movie, and they still made a shitty movie. I said I, I like the good action movie. I didn't put too much stock into this one. And I still feel like they're they're just overstretching a lot of these fucking franchises that just need to end but, but you understand the criti- but you understand the criticism that by just oh, making no, no, this yeah. a dumb oh, action yeah. no, movie that's a huge fuck up very, it's a valid point in terms of story like he's gonna be your big baddie he has to be a big baddie like he's not thanos level he got his he ass kicked by ant-man him. and wasp he got his yeah. ass kicked yeah you know what i mean contrast that with thanos's first uh appearance where he just trashes the hulk you know what I mean? When yeah. he shows up and, and uh, interacts with and he's trying to brag that he's killed so many Avengers and he gets his ass kicked by Ant-Man and Wasp. This yeah. is a bad start, dude. This is a bad start. Oh, I, like I said, I was with you. I thought he was going to kill some people in this movie and then get escape the quantum realm. And at the end of this movie, they're all panicking because he escaped. Instead, he's yeah. all like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have killed him because that means bad stuff going to happen. Oh, 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 well, everything will be fine. And then he walks off and I was like, this movie's fucking dumb. <laughs> This is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch Ragnar. I'll watch Ragnarok again. I'm good. I don't need to watch this movie. And again, I, I just want to reiterate one more time. Guys, in the last film, they went into the quantum realm a million fucking times. And never once was Michelle Pfeiffer freaking out about it. And in the first five minutes of this movie, she's like crying and having an emotional breakdown because they went to the quantum realm. <laughs> I, I don't I cannot. Explain I, I didn't think how, about that. I, didn't think I about cannot I explain to you how stupid that is. It is so fucking dumb. I can't uh, stress it enough. Please. And also. If you're going to go see this movie, watch the helmets and try and count them. I dare you. Get back to me with a number. I want to hear how many helmets go on. No, no, no. You make it into a drinking game. No, no, no. Do not. You will die. <laughs> you will die if you turn this into a drinking game. Anyway, hey, that's all, guys. Permanent Marvelite Maximus follower was Weird Warriors Podcast, Keepers of the Favorite Flame, Bat Crime Solver, Chris Dunford, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Gregory Litchfield, Lynn Flynn, Marvel Universe Online Project, Nick Spence, Rihanna Mike, 
Scott X, Shanna Banana, Siskoid, Superbound, and Trekker Talk. Retweet Franniquins, Dr. Ange, Billy Hines, CH, Justice Trek, and Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Nuffsayers, Richard Field wrote, I tried watching this movie, speaking of Wakanda Forever, but I can't. I got through about a half an hour. To me, it was just bad. Shinji70 wrote, Great podcast as usual. I definitely agree as a black man about Black Panther. I'm not sure about recasting, but my biggest beef is outside of M'Baku, there's no prominent male characters in Wakanda. I do disagree about Raiden Namor. I think this showed she had chops and her being colder than her brother and having her mom's wrath was way more interesting and reminds me of Hickman's war criminal T'Challa. As for Namor not being ripped, I think he has a wrestler body type and outside of MBJ, Michael B. Jordan, I notice women fans definitely think he's hotter than the ripped dudes. Even if soft-spokenness works given the amount of Raylo-style shipping I've seen for Namor Shuri and even in this Namor and whoever they cast as Sue Storm already. The Merry Marching Society of the Marvel Superhero Podcast. 21st Century Boys, Between the Pages blog, Canoes, who added, Happy Days, thanks, Rollspine. Chris Lydon, Dirk Ashton, who added, thanks, Rollspine Podcast. Dr. Irving Forbush, who added, I still have my original membership card. Ed Moore, Eugene R. Hendricks, voice actor, home studio. The Hammer Strikes, Random Geeky Stuff, History of Comics on Film, Iowa's Joe Is, The Irredeemable Shag, Keith G. Baker, Max Apocalypse, Randy Caldwell, Richard Field, Satin Tights, a Wonder Woman Podcast, Sean McLaughlin, Shinji70, Speak Comics, Talk Nerdy to Me, Tim Price the Podcrasher, and Tony S. Endure and Survive. This has been a non-for-profit fan production from Rolled Spine Podcast. Any copyrighted material presented herein are presumed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended. All right, man. Hey, have a good night. I'll catch you later. You too, brother. All right, later.